You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Now we're recording. Hey, everybody, we're back. Part two. Man, some things you enjoy so much the first time that you just have to come back for a second. I feel like I'm doing that with this podcast because we had a killer intro. <laughs> and then I looked at the blinking light and I said, bro, we're not recording. So, hey, I enjoyed that intro so much. We're just going to replicate it. We get sure. a second chance. Whoa. We get a new start on this podcast. New beginning. Um, you it's were a new dawn. It's a new day. You as a child used to love rescuers down under. Oh yeah, well you were saying you love something so much you that you back. you come back to it. You were talking about El Patron. You were relating it to food, and I was like, I'm gonna relate it to cinema. <laughs> Rescuers Down Under. I watched that movie for the first time. I said, Man, that's good. I wanted to watch it again. And then you it. started watching it so much. I mom- started watching it so much. My mom was like, You need to watch a different movie. How about you watch Five Full Goes West? And I said, Sure. We put on Five Full Goes West, and that birthed the love for slingshots. Yes, slingshots. And I told you on this property, if you ever want to kindle the fire of your passion for slingshots, we got one on the property. <laughs> Todd Manzanares for a birthday staff lunch was given a slingshot. And this thing's heavy duty. It's got like a Civil War musket <laughs> yeah. BB thing in yeah. there. It's huge. It, I feel like it could kill somebody. It has a little wrist brace too. It does. It's got so much power <laughs> behind it. That will literally kill someone. It would. Yeah, absolutely. Or send them to the hospital. We gotta, we gotta invite the prayer team. Prayer chain's going. Okay, yes. that slingshot is an Power. automatic prayer chain activator. Which made me think of something similar to slingshots, which is airsoft. And I revealed that after our workday, uh, instead of going to the pub, which we weren't gonna do, yeah. the way we cool down after a hard day of work at the church maintenance would be to stand on the concrete floor at a certain distance and try to hit a skill saw blade that was hanging yep. on the wall. Yep. And, and it made, it made the such perfect a wonderful sound. sound. It was really high pitched. And then you brought up, I'm just replaying to you the amazing intro we had <laughs> that was not recorded that what an atrocity for those really green people who are into recycling and net zero on yeah. all things. Zero carbon Airsoft. footprint. Yeah. Airsoft. I don't think they biodegrade at all. Um, go up, hike Madaris Trail. It's a nice hike. Yeah. Good view. Put your due diligence diligence in. Don't find my airsoft BBs up there look a lot like the little blueberries that are on the trees. The, the juniper, the junipers. Um, you'll you'll find some of my yours truly or my airsoft BBs out there because I I w- went through a time in my life where I was concealed carrying a airsoft gun <laughs> like everywhere I went because I just like shooting things. Um, yeah, that's all we needed to say about go. that. I think we pretty much gave them yeah. a whole recap of the intro. Yeah. So um, this episode is part two of the big idea of faith. So if you've listened to the first episode, congratulations. Thank you. You're going to have a little bit of framework for this episode. If you haven't, go back and listen to the first one. I'll give you a quick recap talking about the big idea of faith. The big idea of Christian life is to live life quorum Deo. Quorum Deo means this, before the face of God and even more expanded, it's to live openly before him under his authority and to the glory of God. And if we're going to be doing that, living life quorum Deo, we have to live a life by faith 
And we're talking about how the big idea of faith is not to get things from God, but to be well-pleasing to God. And that's found in Hebrews 11, uh, verse 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And at the very end of that podcast, we really talked about how faith, we go through Hebrews 11, 1, says it's the substance of things hoped for. We broke it down how your faith is actually what validates your belief. It's evidence and it's substance of your belief system of what you're hoping for. So if you want to prove to someone that you actually believe what you say you believe, your faith, your works is what's going to do it. And your works don't save you, but your works are evidence of the fact that you have been saved. All right. That's Excellent. a little breakdown. Excellent. So let's jump into the second part of this. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. I have some weird things on my microphone. Uh, the Greek word for faith is the word pistis, which means trust. But it also means this trustworthiness. So it's a double sided coin. If I'm going to be well pleasing to God, I will need to learn to trust him. And I will also need to be building my trustworthiness with him. This is how covenant works. It's about both sides contributing to the agreement. I thought it was a 50-50. No, it's actually 100-100. Wow. But covenant only works when both sides are contributing equally. Mm. So how do I build my trust in him? Well, let's reverse engineer Hebrews eleven six real quick, and we, I think we can find out. So how do I please God? Well, I please him by listening and obeying. And I'm not going to listen to someone I don't trust. And I'm not going to trust someone that I don't know. So the entire concept of being pleasing to God boils down to relationship and knowing him. If I know him, I'm going to trust him. If I trust him, I'm going to listen and obey him. And if I obey him, ding, 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 I'm going to be well pleasing to him. Mm -hmm. I need to blow my nose. All right. How about you talk real quick? I will talk. I'm so sorry. I just want to encourage you. Obviously, we want to be well-pleasing to God. God is so good. I mentioned this last podcast that he tells us what pleases him and defines it for us. That's awesome. That's helpful. But also, he tells you there's going to be benefits. And when I read Hebrews 11, 6, I get encouraged that God says, hey, it's impossible to please me without faith. For those who come must believe that I am God. And that I am a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's okay. God literally states in his word that you are going to be rewarded for seeking him. So don't have that as the main reason, but some people did some amazing things yeah. with some high level encouragement of what they would gain as benefit after the obedience. I'm thinking of David. He went with the cheese and the bread to his brothers like, yo, what's right. up? Why are you guys all hiding behind rocks and looking like... You're all weak. He said, well, there's this Goliath. He said, what happens if you kill Goliath? Tax-free and you marry the king's daughter. Whoa. Sign me that up. sounds like a plan. Yeah. Okay. Is that, that enough time no, that's to good. take over? That, that was enough time. I blew my nose twice. Thank cool. you. Glory. <laughs> so there are two great motivators in life, uh, love and fear. If we want to grow out of the idea of obedience through, or we want to grow out of the idea of <laughs> obedience through fear of punishment. Uh, and we want to grow into obedience through love. And this is why maturing in our faith is so important. So I heard this quote before. It says this, fear is the moral imperative of children. Love and respect is the moral imperative of mature adults. So it kind of looks like this. So when I was a child, I took out the trash out of obedience through fear. So I didn't want to do it. And I didn't understand why I needed to do it. But I did it because I didn't want to get in trouble. How many people can relate to Come that? On. 
both hands in the air. <laughs> right. But as I grew older, as I matured, I began to see that the world didn't revolve around me, that I belonged to a larger group, a family unit. Right. And with this discovery came a new awareness of the needs of that group, the needs of the family and how my behavior affected others. Wow. So this, um, this change in perspective should shift your motivation in doing the right thing from obedience That's... to uh, uh, authority through fear of punishment, but obedience because of love and respect for other people. That's good. I, I just want to say what I'm hearing from what you're saying is that when you're young, you don't understand. And the, the byproduct of not understanding is fear. So it's like, all I know is if I don't take the trash out, I'm going to get a spanking. I'm not going to go be able to go to the pool with Jimmy on Saturday. And I want to go to the pool with Jimmy on Saturday. So I'm going to take the trash out. But when you get older, you realize dirty trash stinks. Mom and dad have all these other responsibilities. I'm going to take the trash out. Now it's going to be easier to take the trash out when I have an apartment of my own, all these different levels of understanding. And so often we separate faith from understanding like, Spine faith, man. Just you don't have to understand. Step out. But Hebrews eleven three literally says, "By faith we understand." We understand. <laughs> yeah. So they work together. Amen. So God doesn't want you to just follow orders. He's not a guy who's just obsessed with control. He's obsessed with you. He loves you. Yes. And he's obsessed with your well being. He's obsessed with your success. He's obsessed. That's a lot of obsession with you ruling <laughs> and reigning with him. But obsession. the caveat. I'm obsessed with obsession. The caveat is that this type of life can only be achieved by doing things his way. Can I, can I say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, even here at the church, we talked about this, about having a reverential fear of your leaders. But I'll be honest, I've had an unhealthy fear of pastor Mark at times. And I, I'll do things and then I'll be like, well, you know, this was, and he's like, that's not my heart for you. Right. I've had to go, God, give me the heart of the leader for me. Yeah. And it's amazing how it's opened up my life. If you're struggling with fear of in God, our father, ask him like, God, show me your heart. And I believe that'll help you get on the process. And if you gain a little bit of sight, a little bit of uh, perspective change on that, I bet you might have a little bit more motivation to move forward in action. Yeah. Amen. Knowing the heart of your leader. So important. And the, the leader above all leaders. Come on, God, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, the caveat, caveat to that life is it really can only be achieved in doing things his way. So God's not obsessed with control. He wants you to have that life. You know, we talked about the benefits of faith. Really, they, they come through obedience. You're communicating the heart of the leader. Yeah. So the reason why God wants to take pleasure in your obedience is because when you obey him, your life gets drastically better. So do you want to know what else brings pleasure to God? It's um, giving you the kingdom. That's a scripture. This is the promise portion of this teaching. I talked a lot about the purpose of faith, which is to be well-pleasing to God. Now we'll talk about the promise of faith. This is the, this is the sweet side. Um, well, they're both good, but this one's the little bit more palatable side. I should say that. Uh, Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to him. There's another account of this in Luke 12. Um, cause all of the gospels are pretty much the same story written from different perspectives. Um, Luke 12, 31 through 32, but seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. And then verse 32, do not fear a little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you 
the kingdom. So this is a perfect example of the right order of purpose and promise. The purpose of faith being in the right order, not before the promise of faith. So the purpose is to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And the promise is the things being added to you. Uh, Food, clothing, shelter. That's what he talked about in the verses before. So the purpose of increasing your faith is not an increase in possessions or of blessing. It's an increase in obedience so that I can please my father. But the byproduct of that is the kingdom, is the promise of faith. Ooh, this is going to be a shorter one. (laughs) Nice. So I should be far more concerned with growing in relationship with my father than getting things from my father. And I'll share a quick story here about going to the movies with my dad. So I uh, grew up, uh, I grew up in a small town called Newcastle, Colorado. It wasn't much to do. And uh, there wasn't really even a movie theater around. There was actually a movie theater in the Glenwood Springs Mall for a while called Mall 3, Mall 3 Cinema, because there was three little movie theaters in there, three little screens. I bet those screens are still in there. Yeah. That's I kind of want to break cool. in. Whoa, whoa, I'm not going to do that. Purify that. <laughs> so I remember in high school, my dad, he, he really enjoyed being my dad. Loved doing things with me. But I got to a point where after I had graduated, I was treating my house like a gas station. Only coming when you need something. Only coming for a fill-up. Only coming to grab a bag of chips and uh, a Coke Zero, right? So my parents were seeing less and less of me. And my dad was still trying to hang out with me. And I remember he called me and said, hey, like, do you want to go to the movies tonight? And I said, yeah, let's do it. So we're going. And on the way there, it's kind of it's kind of quiet. Actually, we were listening to the Pentatonix Christmas album. That's a good Christmas album. (laughs) It was a good Christmas album. And uh, anyways, I got to the point and I said, so what's the purpose? Like, what's the plan here? Like what? I didn't say what's the big idea, <laughs> but I said like, what's the reason for the occasion? And my dad kind of looked at me and was like, what do you, what do you mean? I just wanted to hang out with you. Hmm. And I had made the mistake of valuing the gift over the gift giver. Mm. So, so my good. dad, like I only went to my dad when I needed something. Hey, can so you good. give me 20 bucks so I can go to the movies by myself? Right. Uh, I need food. Uh, so I was valuing the gift over the gift giver. I valued the present like presents, like Christmas Day presents, over presents. Right. Him being your present. Yeah. Was his presence, or yeah, I, his it, present was your presence. That's yeah, it. Yeah. So I was trying to get presents from him with the T at the end, when really the present was his presence. So I was right to ask for those things because I am a son, right? But just because I have the right to do something doesn't mean I always should. So we got to, we got to, we got to understand that. Like when you're, when you're saved, you become a son or you become a daughter, you become an heir, a joint, not an error, an heir to Christ. So what he has and what belongs to him now belongs to you. So that means I got access to the kitchen fridge, right? But if I go in there every single time and bypass the purpose, person who put the fridge in and who stocked the fridge i'm valuing the gift over the gift giver yeah it's a breakdown of relationship so 
my goal it should be relationship with my father not getting things from my father but out of relationship i do get things from my father right. like if you're hanging out with your dad all day dad's got to eat too dad's going right. to feed you you're not going to have to worry about that right and yeah and dad and wants you're, to have a good time right and your motivation isn't uh, if i hang out with dad he'll have to eat at some point and i know that i'll be fed so i'm going to hang out with dad no 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 that's just, wrong that's just wrong a motivation knowing in your knower. You just got a knowing in your knower. And that's the beautiful thing about Matthew 6.33. I almost think, and we said this with Pastor Mark, you can't sum up all of Christian life into one verse, nor is it healthy to do that. But I think one of the key principles to live by is Matthew 6.33, making his priorities your priorities, not caring about your wants or desires and knowing that they will be taken care of if you make his thing your thing. That's what it's about. Um, not getting the cart before the horse, right? The purpose of faith and the promise of faith. You always have to understand the purpose of faith first, which is to be well-pleasing to him because you love him and he loves you. And the byproduct and the promise of that is all these other things that are added unto so you. So I don't want to fall into the mistake of only growing in my faith so I can get a new car or whatever it is. Can you use your faith to get a new car? hundred percent. Absolutely. But if that's the only way that you're exercising your faith muscle, you're probably not going to get it anyways. James. Because there's no relationship. Yeah. You're asking amiss. Asking. Is that the word amiss? Keep up on your own desires. Yeah. Amen. Well, that one was a shorter episode, but that was and part if two. If you follow the promise, purpose, you'll get the promise. You'll get the promise. But the promise isn't the reason. Nope purpose is the, the big idea of faith the big idea of life living life quorum deo i really like saying that it's cool makes latin you sound is cool isn't it? latin is cool which latin is not a spoken language it's a written language and i'm speaking it i feel like a rebel <laughs> what did they speak then would they speak latin <laughs> well i think that's just in today like i don't think anyone speaks oh. latin anymore so it's now only a written language now they spoke latin right but it's a written language it is um, now. no longer spoken, no longer spoken, but the precepts, the concepts, the principles still remain living life before the face of God under his authority and to his honor and to his glory. And you can only do that because it's an impossibility without faith. <laughs> That's it. That's all. That's it. Uh, wisdom of the day. Yeah. Why don't you start it off? Um, wisdom of the day to me is the last thing I said, don't make the mistake of valuing the gift over the gift giver because when your sole intention is just on the gift you don't have relationship with the gift giver which means you ain't getting that gift anyways yeah so i would have to say ditto uh you know i uh, with time with my dad i probably enjoy time with my dad more than any other sibling in my family and it seems like at many times i'm his favorite i don't think i'm his favorite I think he actually does love us all uniquely, but I sometimes get special benefits because I just like spending time with dad and we laugh and we spend time, we talk and that relationship, not on his part, but on my part opens me up to more blessing. And I like what you said too. It's like, what'd you say? Nothing is an impossibility when you're close. Yeah. And just even like the benefits that you receive is really just a byproduct of how close you are. That opened me up to another thought. Cause you said the promise of the faith is that we get the kingdom. Yeah. And I was listening to Addison Bevere, who 
uh, is awesome and is, was with us or is with us depending on when this podcast came out or was with us. I guess all three. I'm not sure when it's going to drop. But I was listening to his new book, Words with God, and he was talking about the kingdom and how kingdom is ruling and reigning on this earth. And the revelation of the Old Testament was God for us. The revelation of the Gospels was God with us. And now the revelation of this age is God in us. And he brought up the word profane and the roots of the word profanity and profane, which meant outside the temple, that everything outside the temple was profane. But if we're the temple and where we go and the story of the gospel is God coming down with us, nothing, no season of our life, no area of our life should be profane because we carry the temple with us. That's awesome. And that's presence. That's, is. that's not with a T. That's with an E-N-C-E. Come on, presence. That's spending time with God. And when we live that way, God's operating with us, moving with yeah. us. And we're experiencing not just the purpose, but the promise. Amen. There's my wisdom of the day. Amen. That was good. Can you pray us out? <laughs> yeah. Father <laughs> God, do we, the rest. we thank you that we've got the whole package with you. You are the whole package. That if we're priests unto you, Father God, to some degree, we have the promise of the Levites that you are our portion. You are our inheritance. And that's more than enough, Father God. We have your purpose and we have the promise and we have a very good God. And I pray, Lord, that that would just become a greater reality as we include you, as we recognize that we carry you in us and may nothing be profane to us today, Father God. And we thank you uh, for this great teaching and amen. In your son's name. Amen. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Thanks Thank, to y'all. Thanks to y'all. All you cultural no, no Christians. Southern no Southern judgment here. <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all down South, folk. We sure do. <laughs> it, my wife's a byproduct of the South. I can't give him a hard time. Your, you what, your wife is a byproduct of the North. Of the North. <laughs> <laughs> the great white North. Which um, we're going to be celebrating Canada Day here and just there you go. on Saturday. Which here, I'll tell you this. I used to think like, that's dumb. Like You guys got to have a day too. Like it's American independence. Like why do you have Canada Day so close? Well, in 1876, Canada. You're kidding me. 1776 and yeah, then 1876 yeah, no and joke. they're both in July. Yeah. So on July 1st of 1876, the prime minister of Canada signed a declaration because Canada was actually one small portion of North America. So there was Canada, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, three different country. Like I won't, maybe country isn't the right word, but three different, we'll just say provinces, governing entities. Governing entities. And they, uh, so Canada, New, New Brunswick, Brunswick, Nova Scotia, 1876, they brought all unified. of them together. They unified that into one nation called Canada. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The great white North, the South, and the one in the middle, we call them the three amigos. Canada, <laughs> United States, and Mexico. Gracias, señor. <laughs> We've got to end. We're ending. Okay, goodbye, y'all. <laughs>